You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 263. In this episode, I'm talking to Jasmine Shia on how she has been able to grow a massive following on Instagram. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Jasmine Shia, who is also known as Jassy Things. Jasmine is a food lover, adventure seeker, the founder of Your Dinner is Planned, and the host of the Dinner Table Talk podcast. By sharing her own journey to healthy food, she has grown a massive Instagram following and shares in this episode how she did it. Go to sign.com forward slash 263 to find links to Jassy and her offerings. I am super excited to have Jasmine Schmalhaus back on the show and this time to talk about her amazing Instagram following and how she got to this place. Thank you for coming back, Jasmine. Yes, so glad to be here again. Thank you. So I got to know you through James Wetmore Inner Circle. Uh, You've been helping out there, but you were also building your own business and one day I go to Instagram and start to follow you. I'm like, wow, she has more <laughs> followers than James Wetmore. How did she achieve that? <laughs> Basically more followers than anybody who's been on my podcast. Maybe one or two people have more, but this is amazing. Like I was hugely impressed and I'm as a curious person, I bring people on the show and just, I want to know how, when, what, how did this all happen? <laughs> Yeah, here we are. Here we are. So quick background before we dive into your Instagram following. You basically are helping people having a healthy lifestyle through food. Yeah? Yes, I am. And when did you start your Instagram account and talk about that? So I started my Instagram account really just for my personal use. And I know we talked about that when I was talking all about food. So I love how we're switching gears here because Instagram has really been a huge part of how I have been able to impact across the world. And I started my Instagram about five years ago. And I don't know if it's because I just didn't have an Instagram before that, but it seems like it was really when the whole food or monetizing of Instagram started to begin. So it was a really unique point to begin um, about five years ago and just started to share my personal journey with food. I was sharing recipes. I was sharing what I was doing for my workouts and really what I was doing day to day. And I know we'll get into it, but that's actually a key component of it is I wasn't just sharing one piece of a product I was selling. I wasn't just posting recipes. I was sharing who I was and how these recipes were impacting my life and just that entire overview, authentic overview of how they've benefited me. So that's how it started. And 
of course, it's continued to evolve and I've attracted different audiences based on what I was sharing. But to answer your question, when I initially started my Instagram, again, it was just sharing a very candid look into my life and the vehicle, as we could say, to how I was getting healthier, which were those recipes. Yeah. So that is key to point out right away because I see some people who already have a product or a business that they tend to post a lot about that product or that business. And that's not necessarily what we want to follow. We want to follow a person and we want to get a little sneak peek into their lives. Right. And if it's only about product, I think that's skipping an entire phase or an entire step because someone can't relate with that. They don't know or they can't feel why they need that specific product. Whereas what's worked really well for me is because I've shared my story. I've shared how it has helped me, but in turn, how it can help them. So they can really put as the viewer or the reader can put themselves in the shoes of that Instagram. And if we're only sharing about a product, there's, there's no shoes to put ourselves in. And it's those emotions and those feelings and, I mean, I've seen and even I've experienced as an entrepreneur, I know we may try and separate the emotions from what that product is, but we all know to be good marketers. I mean, emotions are a huge component of that. And I feel Instagram is so, so powerful to be able to capture those emotions because it's visual with a picture. And we also have a caption where we can tell a story. And that's, for me, what really started to initially grow my Instagram and I have some tips I'll share, but was again, sharing a situation in my life, but making it about them. And it wasn't about, look at these healthy recipes I'm eating and that I love. It's here's a recipe that you can implement into your life. And here's why, and here's how it can benefit you and your family. Mm. So yeah, you were showing or giving a peek into your life, but also connecting it back to them when you shared something that could help them in their lives. Yes, exactly. You said your audience changed over time as you started to share different pictures and stories. And that happens quite naturally. People just unfollow you if they don't like what you're posting anymore, right? Right. And I welcome all the unfollows. So the reason I feel so comfortable and confident saying that is because I know if I'm showing up 100% as who I am and showing up authentically, then I only want the people following me who are attracted to that. And I think it's when we start to fit into a mold or fit into a box that we think is right, but it isn't truly our whole selves. We start attracting those people that we're trying to attract, but it's the wrong people because we're not being authentic. So being, again, I keep saying authentic because I like to call that step zero. I have a few kind of tips or steps of how I grew my Instagram, some tangible tips. And that step zero is none of the tips work if you don't have the authenticity. And if you're sharing again, what is important to you, then for me, that's how my audience uh, started to evolve and grow and really change as well. People would unfollow me because I just wasn't sharing things that they wanted anymore. And that was okay because that wasn't part of my life anymore either. Yeah. You say you have several steps. So, okay. You start to share authentically your life. In the beginning, you didn't have a business. You were just changing your life. You were starting to be more healthy and fit. At what point did it really become about building a following? 
Yeah. So I started my Instagram and even when I had my first product, it still wasn't sticking to think, oh my gosh, this is an audience that I can monetize. And I was working in the corporate environment when I had created my Instagram and someone had said, oh, you should create a cookbook. And I said, no, 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 I'm retiring here in my corporate job. I'm not going to create a cookbook. But I did and I put it out on Instagram and I mean, it blew up, especially for me five years ago, seeing this currency come through the internet, I just thought it was incredible. So I actually had quit my job the next weekend after I released my cookbook. And I would say at that moment, I didn't know anything about building an Instagram for a business, but what I did have going for me was, so in terms of the three tips, the first tip is consistency. And it was at that moment when I saw that, oh, I can monetize Instagram. So I was being authentic. And then that first component of being consistent, I was already doing that, but I do believe that's what continued to draw my followers in and let them step into my shoes every single day because I was being consistent. And I have posted every single day and I post at least once. Sometimes I post three times. I don't think there's necessarily a magic number, but it is about consistency because the more you can get in front of them and the more you can make them feel those emotions, then once you do share about a product or a trans, some, an opportunity to transform their lives, then they've been feeling that from you every single day. So w were you already writing these descriptions to the images back then. I think that's quite popular right now. It's almost like mini blog posts that people post with their picture. Did you start that right from the beginning or is that something you kind of picked up later? You know, I did actually. And people would know that if they're coming to my page, then they're going to be reading a really long caption. <laughs> and I think that's what's neat about Instagram is because again, it's visual, but also reading is that's where the authenticity came in is I wasn't really caring if I was saying the right things or how long it should be. I just wrote and I'd post a picture of enchiladas and it has a mile long caption. Like how can enchiladas have that much to say? But it's because I was always sharing my view of healthy and how tips for others and how they can implement it. And I really just didn't hold back. And I kind of break a lot of rules when it comes to Instagram. I bet there are a lot of guides and people out there with, you know, guidelines of what your captions, a format they should follow and a link they should follow. I just went into it saying, how can I add value to the reader no matter the length? That is what I did at first, I think intuitively or almost unconsciously. But then when I started to realize I could monetize it and was being consistent and was being authentic, my captions are where I, where I really put that and put who I am. That is amazing also in terms of having a daily post and every day you have something to say and not just a picture with a quick caption. You know, right. putting this work in, did you feel like you were just enjoying it? You, you knew it would have a return or you just were out there to help and see whatever happens? Yeah, I would say both. Again, it did start out for me, a way for me to be accountable and a way for me to be motivated. But once I saw people posting my recipes, and that's actually my other tip. So we have authenticity as tip zero, and then consistency, adding value as another tip, but then something that's replicable. 
creating things that are replicable is another huge tip I have. And that's where it became fun for me. But I started to see that other people were implementing it into their lives. And I would say that's where I really started to post with intention. And I mean, sometimes I have short captions. Sometimes I'll just post a quote, but it's still with intention and it's still something that's replicable, whether they actually repost my Instagram story or my post or they apply it to their lives. So yeah, I would say it's a mixture of both. I typically always do have fun with it. And especially now that I'm much more methodical with my business, I can repurpose a lot of my Instagram content and it takes a lot of the weight, the heaviness off of that as well as, okay, I can write this really long caption, but we're going to repurpose it and it's not just ending here. So yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. So your following grew, but not just with you posting, you must have done something more. How about the purposing of hashtags, commenting on other people's posts? There are all these strategies out there. Or did the people just magically find you? Yeah, so I did, especially when I first started my Instagram, I was very much utilizing hashtags. And I love that you said commenting on others' posts because it really has changed. There's even bots that can do that for you and do that for others. But offering that engagement was huge for me and creating those relationships. I mean, it might sound silly, but I'm such a firm believer. We can absolutely create relationships from Instagram profiles. And so being engaging, responding to people who comment on your photos. And again, you'll find like actual strict guides from people about how many times to comment, what time frame to comment within. And especially with the algorithm changes, I get it, but I just made sure I was showing up and I was engaging. I was again, being consistent, being authentic. So I was very heavy to answer your question. I was very heavy on engagement and still am in terms of interacting with others and commenting, liking their pictures, hashtagging my own photos. I would say how it grew now, I don't necessarily know for sure, but I do attribute a lot of it to the replicable content because people were reposting. And if one person was reposting my recipe, it started to become exponential. And that's what I attribute, I think, to my growth is creating content that adds value and is replicable. And not just an image that people are reposting. That's not what I mean by replicable, but something they can implement where they're then telling a story to their followers oh, look how much easier grocery shopping was. Or look at this recipe I created and my kid loved it. My kid never eats broccoli. He's eating broccoli because of jazzy things. Mm. And then they're tagging you and kind of contributing back to you. And then people who follow them come back and, and check you out. Exactly. The base of authenticity, consistency, but then being methodical and creating posts with intention. I know that when my Instagram started to grow by thousands and thousands, it's because I was seeing thousands and thousands of re of posts about some little tip I shared or some recipe. So because it was adding value, because it was replicable. Yes, I was using hashtags and I was commenting, but I do truly believe as I was seeing it grow, it's because of how they were implementing it into their lives. Mm. So if someone maybe is not offering food recipes and they have let's say a relatively low Instagram following today and they would like to grow it. Authenticity, you know, consistency, value. 
But people are like, yeah, but what exactly should I be doing? You know, let's say they are a life coach and they want to grow their Instagram following. Is it possible for everyone you feel to have such tips like you had that people would then comment and say, oh yeah, this was so amazing and they're tagging you back? Or do you think it's specially related to food and, and somehow easier things? Right. No, not at all just related to food. And I feel it's in any industry. And I know my examples were structured around food. And also my tips are very much the tortoise route. So we can go pay for bots to help us engage and with hashtags and comment, we can go pay for ads to drive traffic to Instagram. So what I'm sharing are definitely the slow routes of growing your Instagram, but I would like to say inevitable. So it doesn't matter the industry someone's in. So we talked about James earlier. Even if we look at James, who is in the business realm, and I know there are a lot of female entrepreneurs here. If we look at James and what he's offering, he's posting on Instagram about his podcast. He's posting quotes from his podcast. He's posting sound bits from his podcast. That's replicable content because people can share how that made them feel. Or if it was a quote about money mindset, people then share, and this is evidenced by how many people are resharing and posting about how James has impacted them. I don't think that replicable content necessarily needs to be, you know, something tangible that's on our dinner table. It just needs to be something that they can apply to their lives. And I did, I think I, when I first started my Instagram, it was for me, it was about me and here's my recipes. But then when I transitioned to how can this help them and how can I, again, tell that story for those shoes for them to fill that's where it becomes applicable. So I think it is for any industry, absolutely. And it's all about sharing what the readers can implement in their lives, no matter what it is, a business tip or a real life behind the scenes of what systems someone uses or a launch that someone did and how their uh, readers or watchers, I guess, can apply that. So absolutely not food specific and can be applied to any industry. Absolutely. Would that uh, be something that you're thinking about in the moment when you're writing? Or is that something that comes towards the end with a question? You know, let's say someone is writing a caption for an Instagram post and they're sharing a story from their life. So obviously it's about them. But then how do they connect it back to the other person? Is that a question at the end that they want the audience to answer? Or I feel there is sometimes a missing link for many people when they're sharing from their life and their business. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think it really depends on the voice of the person, but also if we look at marketing language, it is a story about us, but always connecting it back to the reader. So I do love to ask questions in my posts. I know Jasmine Starr is such a wizard at Instagram and she shares amazing caption templates about how to engage the reader. And there is a methodology to them. And I think if, you know, we're telling a story about For example, oh, I had such a hard day in my business today, but I implemented this tip. Can you imagine if you had a hard day in your business and this is what I went through? So really just connecting again, that reader to what you're sharing. And I like to let kind of my real life events drive my captions and drive what I'm posting. I know a lot of people do schedule and they batch their content, which is great. 
I need to get a little better at that, but I also do post a lot just impromptu and post that day. And I feel like that has helped the authentic part and help people connect because it's not something I wrote two months ago, which doesn't make it any more authentic, but it's what I'm living and feeling right now. And I do feel that connection with the reader. So I also don't think there's a right and a wrong from a business perspective. We can absolutely batch our content and write our captions and be a little more methodical about the structure of our captions. But I also don't think it's wrong to just take what something we learned today or something we implemented and then post about it instead of thinking, Oh, it doesn't, fit within my schedule, but you can absolutely just post it and connect with the reader that way too. Mm. So the growth of your Instagram account has been massive. Was it something, did you have like a moment where it suddenly started to scale more? Do you think that's like a, you know, the beginning is the hardest and then it gets easier and easier and easier? Or was there a tipping point about something you did about some post, I call this the Oprah moment. Was there an Oprah moment in your Instagram following or was it consistently just growing? Yeah, I like that question because it's actually not growing as much now, but that's because in my opinion, it grew so fast. And because my audience did change, it was very bodybuilding focused when I initially grew. And then we had bots, of course, that are starting to fall off. But I do specifically remember a couple times when, <laughs> so this is going to be related to bodybuilding, but this can be related to any industry because I think the concept behind it is just being real. I had it blow up, as you could say, when I do comparison pictures of kind of like here I was before and here I am after, but it was the caption of sharing that transformation I felt. And I never really thought about that question until just now. And I think that's what can be really powerful. And again, it's the tortoise way. I know my tips aren't necessarily go post a before and after picture, and then your Instagram is going to grow by thousands, but that's really where you start to draw in your audience too. And then if you think about it, you post that vulnerable post, you get new followers from that because you're hashtagging, they're telling their friends, you have this new pool. And then they start to see, because you're consistent, what you continue to post. So my before and after pictures related even to like how my body was changing physically with bodybuilding, but I've also done just vulnerable posts of like, here I am in the morning and here I am in the night. And I look a lot different because I'm a real human being. Those have for sure been my most popular posts when I was just completely vulnerable and open and sharing what that was before. And even to speak to your question before of how do we incorporate the reader, my before was, oh, I felt this way. This is what I went through. But sharing my lessons of what I learned so then they can apply it to their lives. So yes, it's about me, but what did I learn that I can share? So so it comes back full circle that basically to have this buzz, it's again about authenticity, but it's something maybe that people don't expect because not everyone is doing it and not everyone is willing to be so open and honest or transparent about their journey. So thank you for sharing that, Jasmine. It's been a pleasure. We will, of course, link to your Instagram account in the show notes and to your website and podcast dinner table talk podcast i will continue to follow you on instagram i think you're doing amazing things and hope you come sometime back on the show yes thank you so much for having me thanks sigrun 
Go to sign.com forward slash 263 where you will find links to Jassy and her offerings. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.